0: Every hundred years or so, a hero is born. Someone to rise from obscurity, a silent hero to pick up the slack that we all leave behind, and I am happy that in my lifetime I was able to bear witness to the rise of such a hero. And a hero who doesn't get the recognition they deserve, but a hero nonetheless. And that hero is Bert Gummer.
1: Bert Gummer
0: <laughs> Burt Gummer, a true American hero. He's a worldwide hero. He's a worldwide hero. He doesn't even like the government, but he's an American hero. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't tell, we're talking Tremors today, people. This has been one of my long-awaited reviews for one of my favorite movies. Yes,
1: Tremors. It, Exciting it's, day.
0: There's a very good chance that Tremors is probably, it might be one of the very first movies that got me into creature feature type movies.
1: Okay. It,
0: it's, uh, it was back in the day when sci-fi had those sci-fi original series, sci-fi original movies. Uh, Sometimes they were good. Sometimes they were shit, but I enjoyed them nonetheless. And I could always count on every so often. I'd see tremors on there and ma.
1: Exactly. Like tremors. is
0: it's a fun movie. and, when we said that we were going to be doing our season of uh, personal favorites, that one was actually first and foremost in front of my mind. I know we did 1408 first, but that yeah. one was kind of my first one that I wanted to do. Okay. And it was one that you actually had seen. So, yeah, and it seems like you kind of have the same passion for uh, uh, for that movie as I do.
1: Yeah, uh, like I watched Tremors and then and Tremors 2 last night and then. For I start recording and watch Tremors 3. Yeah,
0: that, yeah. I, I've seen, I believe, 3. I might have seen 4, but I keep it like a trilogy in my mind. I know they recently came out with one uh, not too long ago.
1: Yeah, I think there's either 5 or 6 of them.
0: I, I might need to go back and see what, if 4 and 5 or whatever still hold up. But the first 3 definitely do. Yeah. Even if the CG, when, when they started going away from practical effects and going more into CG, even though it wasn't that great, it was still enjoyable.
1: Yeah, the bad CG doesn't take away from the movie.
0: Yes, but we'll get into all of that when we uh, get into the actual movie bit. But first, as we started with the uh, very first episode of uh, Me and Dave's Reviews, we have a little bit of homework assignment to take care of. So A little bit of
1: homework this week.
0: A little bit of homework so uh, to further increase our movie repertoire. Um Last time uh, I had to watch The Exorcist, I say had to, it was, you know, it's a privilege to watch these movies, yeah. uh, enjoyed it for what it was, even though I'm not really big on Possession or Paranormal movies, and Dave watched, uh, <laughs> he definitely had a worse time with uh, intruders. intruders, yeah. But, you know, you're not, they are not always going to be, you know, winners, Yeah. But, but let's see if I gave him a better time this time. So you
1: had what, Dave? I had Lake Mungo. Lake Mungo. Which is uh, basically the Australian version of the Poughkeepsie tapes, but just not as good. Does that mean you didn't like it again? Did I give you another
0: one you didn't like?
1: It wasn't... It's not a bad movie. It's just a very slow burn. Uh And almost slow enough to the point where it creeps into boring territory.
0: I couldn't understand that, yeah. uh, although, well, go ahead. For, for those who don't know what Lake Mungo is, uh, tell them what kind of movie it is and t- your yeah. experience with it.
1: It's like a mockumentary slash found footage movie about a family whose daughter was killed and then weird things keep happening to the family and they're unraveling secrets about their daughter's life.
0: Yes, it's, it's, and it is a doc, like you said, a mockumentary, like interviews with the family type thing after all of this
1: stuff has happened. So it's just, it's a movie you have to be in the mood for. Yes. And I just feel like it probably didn't catch me on the right day. Now, uh, if that makes sense, you know.
0: I've, I've had those movies before where like I watched them and it's like, you know, I think if it caught me on a different day, I would have probably liked it. Yeah. Um, that one, I think did catch me on a good day because, well, I, at, much like you, when it was, it was a slow build for me, but there were a few, near the end, I will say that I did get a one creeped out, creeped out scene. And that's near the yeah. end where the, um, towards the
1: very end, very end.
0: Yes. Where, where, yeah. where, where the distorted face looking
1: stuff. Yeah. Or, all that at the end it was creepy, but it just, you got to wait a little while to get there. Yeah, the movie felt a lot longer than it actually was I'm not even sure how long it is but
0: which I know it was It was a weird recommendation for me when I was bitching about the exorcist being like slow in the very beginning
1: yeah but then yeah, again this bo- Mungo is an hour and a half but it felt like it's a two and a half hour movie
0: I guess I just like I, I, I like found footage type movies so it didn't feel that way to me so. Yes,
1: so do I. i usually into these movies, but I don't know. Something about this one just didn't click for me, or it just caught me on the wrong day. Like, have you ever seen the Poughkeepsie tapes?
0: I have not seen that.
1: Yeah, like, the style in which this is shot is very similar to that movie. But I just like the Poughkeepsie tapes a lot more.
0: I think I, was wa- I had watched Lake Mungo around the time where I was binging a lot of, like, uh documentary type movies like the ted bundy tapes and yeah. uh murderer next oh, american murderer uh the murderer next door and all that stuff okay. i think I, yeah. I think i had been like on a binge of just documentary style type movies anyway so uh, maybe i was just like in oh, yeah. the mood for that kind of movie at the time
1: yeah it, it's not a bad movie It just maybe it wasn't for me maybe it just called me on the wrong day you know it didn't do anything that like made me upset or I was just like wow I can't believe I'm watching this
0: just it's kind of like skin of a it's like I'm not upset yeah. at this movie it's like it's, it's it's just not for me yeah I can understand that all right yeah. well so that means I am 0 for 2 with you but let's yeah. go let's go ahead and
1: uh, give it give it your breakdown your your you know your your rating rating okay so like the uh technical cinematography I'm probably gonna give that like a seven and a half because I do enjoy that style of filming. It's shot well. Yeah, it's shot really well. The story, it's I'd say a six, mm-hmm. and the enjoyment probably at a five. So
0: again, it's fair. And a so lot of these, eighteen
1: and a half out of thirty isn't bad. So
0: and a lot of these movies, uh were you know much like with our season of bad movies, I'm not going to like a lot of these movies, but I'm glad that I watched them just so I can have them in my
1: repertoire of things i've seen yeah
0: yeah and uh i've actually been seeing uh a little bit more people talking about like that movie came out quite a while ago but i've seen a resurgence of people talking about it as of late
1: yeah i think like Vongo came out in uh 2008 i believe
0: around that in the in the yeah earlier yeah yeah earlier 2000s yeah yeah 2008 so all right well uh do you want me to give you your next one now or after i review mine
1: uh afterwards we'll just give them to each other. Yeah.
0: Okay, so we'll go into mine then. Yeah. So you gave me uh another found footage. We both gave each other like mockumentary type uh type yeah. type movies. Mine was a foreign uh movie from uh this one's J- uh Japan or was it Korea?
1: Uh it's uh Korea's first uh, found footage horror. Yeah. Ah,
0: okay. Uh Korea's first found footage horror movie called uh Go-G-M Haunted Asylum.
1: Yeah. Uh, let me
0: just bust out my notes because I always have uh, my thing of notes with me whenever I... Even if it's just for these small ones. Yeah. So basically, the general premise, uh, Horror Times is this new, is this streaming show, horror show, where everybody is going to get... It's a
1: YouTube show, basically.
0: YouTube show with a bunch of influencers trying to check out these haunted places. And in this case, it's a haunted asylum uh, uh, called Gojium. And... Basically, the more views that they get, they're trying to reach a million views on their live stream. uh, The more money they get, basically. Basically, yeah. And I just put part of my first thing. I said influencers and ghosts. Only one of those things scare me, and it ain't ghosts. (laughs) So again, this is found footage, but more Blair (laughs) Witchy in that with the docu series that I gave you, or the docu, the mockumentary. It's it's documentary style. So it's very, the cameras are very still. It's like people being interviewed type thing. This one is, everyone's wearing GoPros. Yeah, very GoPro heavy movie. GoPro heavy movie, very... Now, shaky now, cam, yeah. Yeah, shaky cam. So there are two different kinds of ways that you can do these kind of mockumentaries. And this one is very much in the style that you would think of a bunch of streamers, you know, going off to, you know, film something. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it also means that you get a variety of different kinds of camera angles um yeah so so they do play now I want to thank uh, korea uh, South Korea for uh proving that it's not just white people who like to fuck around with evil spirits,
1: right. We're not the only ones people we're not
0: the only ones and we're not the only ones who go into haunted places and and like to mess around and laugh in the face of evil spirits apparently yeah. apparently dumb is just dumb all around. Yeah. Now, much like how you were saying, I I do like found footage movies, although they're not usually my go-to. I have to be in the right mood for them. Now, yeah. I'll probably say I probably had a little bit of a better time on this one because this one is more of a This one isn't a slow burn. It's a 90-minute movie and I'd say by the 15 minute mark you're we're pretty much in full gear We're to
1: the asylum at that point yeah yeah
0: we're in the asylum we're running around and we're checking out these you know things yeah um i mean you have to have the first 10 15 minutes to kind of like set the stage
1: characters get you endearing to yeah yeah now
0: eventually you find out you know spoilers from here on but Eventually, you find out that a lot of this stuff is staged. A lot of the scares are staged by the host, which they called Captain in yeah. the in the show, and he's actually ignoring a lot of the actual legit dangers because got to get it for the views.
1: Yeah, he, he's don't give a fuck about anybody but getting this funny. And the thing,
0: so so you have a bunch of these. I'd say about t- two or three of those other people were in on like the ruse and there's two or three other people who they're trying to get genuine reactions from.
1: Well, he has his team in there. Yes. Yes, This team that he always works with. And then they brought on three random people that he selected out of like his followers. Yes. That's how you got your band of characters. So three are in on it. Three aren't. So,
0: and then you got the guy who's basically heading the whole thing. Yeah. And (laughs) <laughs> what, what what makes me laugh about this is that you had the three people who are like, you know, they're playing it up for the camera and stuff like that. And you even have this one girl, I think it was Charlotte, who like spray painted her name on the wall and stuff like that saying, you know, I'm tagging this place like I tag all the other places I go, blah, blah, blah. And then when later on, somebody's messing with some of the cursed objects and she's like, don't be touching that and stuff like that. I just like, you know. I love the lines that they draw in this movie. It's cool to trespass and film on ha- on haunted grounds, but don't touch anything. You can disturb the evil spirits, but, you know, don't pick up that doll. And you can spray paint your name on the walls, but you don't want to disrespect the ghosts here. Yeah. So that kind of stuff just makes me like, what?
1: Inconsistent line. 12. Yeah.
0: Which I expect nothing less from influencers. Yeah. Some, I'll say. I mean, I'm not, I'll just, not all influencers are bad people. but I, I don't know. I get irked. You know, when yeah. you the bad ones ruin it for, the annoying ones ruin it for a lot of the other legit ones. So eventually the the ghosts come up and they start, you know, terrorizing the people and it very much gets very Blair witchy. And I don't just mean that because of it being found footage. I mean that even like person standing off in the corner with their back turned to the camera yeah and it's, and it's like uh oh, are you okay you know and he's obviously yeah. not okay
1: <laughs> obviously not
0: doing great over there um i'll go i'll go ahead and, and uh break this down with the ratings um All right. uh technicals see now the thing with uh, with found footage is i don't know sometimes if i want the footage to well i mean we because do you know when this came out
1: I want to say 2018 but give me a second. Yeah, 2018.
0: It's I'll say that it's weird the uh era that we're living in just because found footage now doesn't really have an aesthetic to it because the quality of camera work that we're all that we all have available to us now is pretty much professional quality. Yeah. So There's no like grainy footage, which I actually like grainy looking footage, old, you know, uh, shot on film look. You know, that's an aesthetic I personally like, and I think adds to like a found footage type movie.
1: Yeah, but nowadays, if you're gonna have that aesthetic, you're gonna have to have the movie take place like 15 years in the past or so.
0: Like it has to take. It has to be a movie from like the 70s or 80s or something, or or or
1: the 90s or early 2000s, like Lake Mungo. So
0: yeah, so. I mean, so I can't knock it against that. It's just it's uh I don't know the technicals are good. it was fine, and you get plenty of varying shots um uh, I think they overuse the fisheye lens and GoPro lens a little bit uh, yeah, but I'm going to be fair and just say i mean it honestly felt like the type of show that it was trying to look like so i'm I'm gonna go ahead and give that one uh i'll I'll give it I'll give it the same as like Mungo, which will be seven and a half'cause
1: Right, yeah. It,
0: it looked exactly the kind of aesthetic that a, sh- a show like that that's streaming on YouTube would have. Yeah. Um, Storyline? Storyline's pretty straightforward. I mean...
1: Yeah. It is...
0: I, I'm trying to think, because I want to be fair, because I, I, I would say a five is kind of like a run-of-the-mill score for me, because I'm going to say five just because... You kind of know what's going to happen. You know pretty much what's going to happen. The story isn't anything spectacular. It's not bad. All right. But it is run of the mill. And as for enjoyment, I will give it a 7. It was it, for what it was, it was it did was done well and I did enjoy a couple of the shots. Um I had to watch it in subtitles, but that doesn't bug me at all.
1: No, yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's a dub version of the movie.
0: Which I which I don't mind uh subtitles yeah. Um, yeah it it was fine for a found footage movie about ghosts and influencers um I would say that there was enough that um, I mean I probably won't go out of my way to see it again just because a lot of it is shrouded in darkness yeah, but it kind of has to be I, I you know you have this this movie had drones power tools and all sorts of stuff. But at no point does anybody ever think in these kind of scenarios, why don't we bring these big lamps and stuff like that so we can see where we're going? You know what I mean? Like, or, or even like, you know what, let's show up during the day and at least scope the place out during the day. So, you know, make sure that there's no crazy people in there. Make sure that there's no wild animals running around in there and, uh, you know, make sure the place ain't going to crumble down while we're like inside it.
1: Yeah, make sure it's safe to actually be in there.
0: So now I can't, just, you know, knock the movie for that because that's just dumb people being dumb people, which I wouldn't expect anything less from like a ghost show.
1: Yeah, a ghost YouTube show. I yeah, like they're not gonna scout it first. So
0: I mean, they're not even supposed to be there. In all yeah. honesty, they they're trespassing already. Yeah. So it's not like I can really knock it for that. I just that's just a criticism for that kind of movie in general. <laughs> so i'll I'll go ahead and say you know for what it was, it could have been a lot more annoying, but for what it was, I'll give it about a seven uh five okay. for story, and um uh, I say seven for technical,
1: okay, so nineteen overall, so so we got
0: about the same about enjoyment from yeah. watching these things, so you know all right, so i'm gonna get you said that that was boring i'm gonna give you a one eighty then okay for, for your pick you and we're I'm gonna give you a four and one, okay. You're going to Japan. All right. You're going to watch Tetsuo.
1: Can you, can you spell it for me?
0: T E T S U O. It's called Tetsuo, Iron Man. Okay. You're going to get a little Japanese cyberpunk body horror. All right. So, you want you didn't you were a little bit bored. I I will give you a shot of adrenaline that you need.
1: Okay. And for you, I'm going to give you 30 miles from nowhere
0: 30 miles from nowhere
1: yeah
0: all right let me write that down. is that a is that a here in the states or is that a...
1: Uh, it's a American horror movie came out in 2018 so 30 miles from nowhere. It's a movie I found last October really enjoyed it so
0: and Tetsuo was uh, recommended to me during my uh, 31 days of horror uh, during October. Right. And I was I was getting uh, recommendations from people. Lake Mungo was one of those uh, that was recommended to me, and Tetsuo was another one, which I probably enjoyed this one. Uh, well, I enjoy a good body horror movie anyway, so... Um,
1: yeah. <sighs> for me, body horror is kind of... For the most part, I like them, but there's some that I just... I don't know, I think, but we'll see.
0: I, I'll say, or I could say this, because I was juggling between two of them. I was like, you can either have a body horror, or you can have a
1: musical. I'll do a body horror, cause I, I do like a lot of Japanese horror movies, so. All right, <laughs> this this that's this is, actually in my wheelhouse, so.
0: I was gonna say this is the season where, uh, where day uh, our our differences are becoming way more apparent because I gave him zero for two uh, <laughs> of movies that I started out with one I was like oh, this is a nice Sam Raimi he might enjoy the practical effects God this movie sucked
1: <laughs> <laughs> why, the, why am I watching this movie I was like let right, well, say it a giant step up between movie one and two though.
0: And I was like, "All right, well, how about Lake Mungo? This one's like at a ninety-eight or ninety-seven percent on the old Rotten Tomato meter. It's a different kind of style, different kind of movie altogether. Oh, God, this movie was boring.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn. All right, uh, my movie taste is weird. It's like it's not really a certain kind, but I like what I like, you know.
0: I, g- I gave him one bad movie and one boring movie, and he gave me a classic, The Exorcist, and a and a, a found footage haunted asylum movie. Yeah." So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this but, one is a The one I just gave you is a psychological horror. So,
0: all right. Well, I like a good psychological horror. So,
1: yeah. I figured something. I was like, I think you might enjoy this. So, all
0: right. I'm gonna come back. Like, if you hate the next one, I'm gonna come back and be like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, out of pettiness, just like down vote all of the recommendations for that you have for this <laughs> season. Just, just out of pettiness. Out of pettiness, like. Damn. But let's go to a movie that we both actually like the yes. one the one that uh you know for our uh, movie pick uh, our shout out for this episode and that is Tremors.
1: Yes. And I put out a tweet earlier today that perfectly describes how I feel about Tremors. What did it say? It's impossible to watch Tremors and be in a bad mood at the same time.
0: It's uh, you know people are dying left and right but it's just a feel good movie to me. It is. Great story. You, you got the info up on there let's let's shout out some of these you know if if you don't know already who is in this i mean i mean the, the big name actor off the top kevin of my head bacon is kevin bacon my my favorite kind of bacon
1: he was a starless movie alongside fred ward ward yes fred ward and then you had mike gross playing burt gummer who's one of the best characters
0: it's so good that they made him the recurring character for when the show became like a series of movies on sci-fi.
1: Yeah. So, so and his wife is played by country music legend Reba McEntire. I forget that sometimes. Yeah, I don't really. I know a couple of her songs, mm-hmm. but I really know her from a sitcom she had out in like the late '90s, early 2000s called Reba. Because mm-hmm. I didn't have cable growing up, so we'd watch that every Friday night when it came on. Yeah. Yeah, we just had regular old, yeah. Yeah.
0: Lot, uh, I, I, WGN, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So for those uh, who haven't seen the one sentence sum up, it, if you want to just kind of know what it is, uh, and then you stop here so you don't get any spoilers, the one sentence sum up. Uh, what, what's the valley that that they live in? Uh, Perfection Valley. Perfection Valley, out in the middle of nowhere, the desert nowhere, all of a sudden... The, the ground begins to rumble and people start to go missing and I'll just leave it at that and giant giant uh, worms worms
1: are eating people El blanco yeah
0: but it is so much more than that it is it is more than I mean would you say that this is like a, a, a bee creature feature kind of feels yeah,
1: like it. it but I also feel like it' kind of like has fun folks fun in itself. Oh,
0: it, it's so, it's, uh, yeah. it's
1: aware of how ridiculous it is. So I kind of put it in there with, like, horror movies, kind of like, you know, Kevin in the Woods and... Yes, this is a funny Taylor movie. ...Dale Tucker yes. It's a horror, horror comedy. I don't know if the first one's considered horror comedy, because they seem to lean into it more
0: yes. in the franchise,
1: but this one, they still do have a lot of comedy in it.
0: The, so. Like, it, even even the banter just between Ward and Kevin Bacon's character... Like they've been, you know, they're handymen out in the desert, which it's a it's middle. It's miles and miles of desert and like only like a dozen or so people live out in the desert. And they're like the handymen of the town. They empty out the people's uh, sewage tank, septics. They go and like repair, like busted down like fences. You know, that's how they make their living.
1: Anything you need fixed, these two do it, so.
0: And they are trying to get the fuck out, because they're yeah. t- they they have aspirations of bigger and better things. Big Speed, Nevada. And then all of a sudden, like, people start going missing, and they find out that they can't just drive out of uh, drive out of the valley without hmm. rustling up some noise, which attracts El Blanco.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I don't think it's El Blanco in this one. I don't think I'll, they started calling it El Blanco in the later ones, but I'm calling it El Blanco.
1: Yeah. Like Each time they try to escape the town, something happens. Yeah, Somebody so goes to yeah. to help them out, and then the second time, they're almost out of town, and they have to stop because they see the town drunk up on the telephone line. An, yeah, yeah, electric line. He's up there, and they think he just got drunk, climbed up there, and fell asleep, so they're like, oh we we gotta get him down can't leave him up there find out the dude starved to death up there yeah he died of dehydration sitting up there for Uh, a few days
0: yeah dehydration rather
1: yeah that shows how far this guy was out of town because someone sitting on a telephone line for three days you'd think Mm -hmm. someone would see him but
0: Mm -hmm. now i i will say that um now, and the reason why the first one is always going to stand out is because also, you know, I'm the sucker for practical effects, and all of these yeah. are practical effects. the The giant worm is it feels like it's there. It has yeah. tentacles, and they are like animatronics and prosthetics, which you know, Like I said, that's, that's 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 my wheelhouse right there.
1: Yeah, the practical effects are pretty solid. I mean, there's a couple of scenes where you're just like. That's a puppet.
0: Like, that's a puppet, obviously.
1: They're like, oh, that's awful. But it does take away for the movie. And I got to anyway,
0: say, the reason, one of the big reasons why is definitely the characters. The characters yeah. are so fun to watch. Even yeah. before Burt Gummer comes on, you like Burt Ward and Kevin Bacon's character.
1: Yeah, this movie does a really good job endearing you to the people of this small town of perfection, Nevada.
0: Except for one. Oh,
1: there's always one. What, who, what's that little freaking kid's name?
0: Melvin. He, so bad he made it on my list back in my season of uh, Chris Hates Kids. Yeah. Uh, I, yes, they do a good job at making Melvin unlikable, which they're supposed to make. He's not supposed to be a likable character.
1: But God damn, he is so unlikable.
0: He is very... Like, even when everybody is trying to, like, figure stuff out and figure out, like... You know, stuff is already starting to happen, and they're trying to figure out, all right, what is going on around here. And he's sitting there making jokes and like jump scaring people.
1: Yeah, almost to the point where you're rooting for everyone in this movie to survive except for Melvin. You're just yeah. like, yeah, you know, can they eat this motherfucker
0: already? It's like, you know, I, w- you know, I would not be too, you know, I don't want anybody to die, but I wouldn't shed a tear if the, uh, yeah. if, uh, I would take him over the store owner who unfortunately got it.
1: Rest in peace, uh... Mr... Is it Chung or Wong?
0: I don't know, but I think he was the uncle from Three Little Ninjas.
1: Love that movie.
0: <laughs> I think that was the same guy.
1: Three Ninjas was my yeah. jam growing up.
0: I haven't seen that movie Victor, in so long.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was Walter Chang.
0: Walter Chang, yeah.
1: Played by Victor Wong.
0: Can you see if that was the same
1: guy? I'm fairly yeah, certain uh, it was. I'm bringing up his Wikipedia right now.
0: I said Three yeah, Little and Ninjas. And
1: then his, uh... Niece takes over the store in Trimmers Three, and she's yeah. also a really likable character.
0: Yeah, I like her too. I will. I, I don't know if I like necessarily the guy character that they introduced in the third one. He yeah. became he he was he started becoming okay, but I didn't necessarily him or the even the other guy in the second one that wasn't yeah. Bert Ward, but who was partnered up with Bert Ward.
1: You could tell this franchise was struggling to find. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, yeah.
0: Which, I think that if they just kept Burt Ward, it would have been fine. Like, yeah. I think, I think he was like, if you would have had Burt Ward and Burt Gummer,
1: yeah,
0: and Michael Gross, that's yeah. that's your du- duo right there.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, same guy.
0: Yep, thought so. So yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: I haven't seen those movies in forever, but Man, they were that, so good. That was my childhood. It Little was ninja. Yeah. yeah.
0: Movies like Little Ninjas,
1: <laughs> Three Ninjas, yeah.
0: I don't know why I keep wanting to call it Little Ninjas and Three Little Ninjas. It's just three ninjas.
1: Well, uh, yeah, it's three ninjas, but it's about, they're basically little kids that are ninjas. Yeah. They're beating up full grown adults.
0: I really, and and they're (laughs) fighting very much in the style of like Power Rangers.
1: Yeah, it's great.
0: I wanted one of those masks when I was a kid.
1: Oh, those masks were so sick. I'm getting off topic. Yeah.
0: I'm going down my uh, rabbit hole of my childhood. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, but back to Tremors.
1: So our people are, you got Val and Earl, which are our two main characters, playing with Kevin Bick and Fred Ward, the yes. handyman we were talking about. Then you got uh, Walter Chang, the store owner, because they have this one just community store everyone goes to. And it kind of just has everything you need or you'll order what you need. It's a small town. So. It's just a little
0: grocery store. Yeah.
1: And then you got... Bert and Heather Gummer who are kind of like survivalists yeah
0: and I'm not yeah. a I'm not like a big gun guy but when you see their collection of guns you're like oh my god that looks like it'd be so much fun
1: right yeah they, they have, have an arsenal
0: and they are very much like the uh like anti-government uh, would you say conspiracy theory
1: yeah they are very much your uh backwoods conspiracy Survivalists who are just like anti-government, anti-everything. Basically, they
0: they have like their armory full of guns and MREs in case like the you know government comes yeah. to take their, You know that, but it, and if you if you're not that person, you know a person like that. But the but they're just so likable, yeah. like especially Bert because he's just uh, and and he comes to the rescue when when yeah. everybody is in need. He he comes packing.
1: Yeah, and then you got uh. Rhonda LeBeck, the college student studying seismology, mm-hmm. played by Finn Carter. She's kind of she's a uh, working on her Ph.D. and so everyone keeps looking for her for answers, and she's like, I,
0: "I'm just a seismologist."
1: <laughs> yeah, I say seismology, not random fucking giant worms in the desert guys. I don't know.
0: If this was an earthquake, I could tell you what what it what it's about, but I mean this is like not my wheelhouse. <laughs> and they're all like, well, you're the college student. And she's also there to be the love interest for Kevin
1: Bacon. Yeah. Um, I think in the fifth one, their daughter actually <laughs> arrives in this franchise.
0: I would say it's kind of forced. Uh I mean, but you do see them have little moments, but yeah, I, I, I think that part of her character being there is to give, uh you know, just Kevin Bacon a love interest. Yeah, because he's basically. very, he has, in his mind, he has, like, the idea of, like, perfect woman, tall, you know, tall, thin, big cans, and blonde yeah. hair. And she is very much medium height, regular build, and brunette hair. And, yeah.
1: And it's more like Fred, uh, Earl Bassett that's pushing him towards her. You need to settle down, kid, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, like, you're perfection, man. Yeah, you gotta take what you got, man.
0: Take what you got, man. I mean, it's like you There's don't.
1: There's twelve people
0: here. <laughs> got twelve people here, and like one of them's either married, another one has a kid, and yeah. and the other one is a kid. So. Yeah.
1: So and then you got uh, Miguel, played by Tony Gennaro. Mm-hmm. He's uh, not a big role. He's he has a couple lines here and there, but he okay. survives.
0: He survives. He's there. He's a another. He is a just another competent member of uh the pleasant or community, the uh, yeah, yeah the, of the yeah of the yeah community. Other than Melvin, I can't really think of any unlikable characters. Everybody was written and played their parts fairly well. Yeah, I mean, even Melvin played his part well. But I mean, he's supposed to be annoying. But I think that could have made him a little less. And again, it's just a, a fun creature feature that knows exactly what it is. It's not trying to be anything other than a goofy giant worm is eating the citizens of the desert movie. Yeah, enough I, enough so that they made, like you said, four or five sequels out of it.
1: Yeah, I think it's like has a cult following for this franchise. Yeah,
0: it's it's not one that gets mentioned in any conversations, really, though. Yeah. Unf- which is unfortunate for me, or to me, I think is unfortunate because it's really fun, but it's not, it's kind of like Leslie Vernon that when you, yeah. you're happy when you run into somebody who knows it and talks about it, you're like, oh, I'm glad to see another one who appreciates fine a, art.
1: Yeah, you understand that this movie is good.
0: Because there and, are
1: some people that are just looking at the two effects like, oh, no, it's trash. I'm like, It's really good, guys. I promise. It
0: it does show that when you were well, what's the budget for this? Do you uh, since you have the info up there? What was the budget for this?
1: The budget for uh, that can't be right.
0: What is it? Like a hundred million? What?
1: Uh, a ten million dollar budget. But this is back in nineteen ninety, so that's a pretty big budget
0: for a sci-fi original. Well,
1: I mean. The I don't know if the sequels. I was just the about to say, was was a sci-fi. This one came out in theaters. I, I was about
0: to say, I think the sequels were sci-fi originals.
1: Because yeah, it made a uh, sixteen point seven million at box office. So
0: I just know I used to see it all the time on the Sci-Fi Channel. I guess it was after what year did it come out?
1: Uh, nineteen
0: ninety. Yeah. So when I, I guess when I, yeah. So I wouldn't. I mean, you know, that came out before I was born. So when I saw it, it would have been on the Sci-Fi Channel um
1: yeah uh yeah the second one came out in 96 and the third one 2001
0: yeah that sounds that, about right those
1: ones were uh direct to video sequels so mm-hmm. those are probably the ones that came out on sci-fi uh
0: that's kind of one i wish i would have saw in theaters that would have probably been fun to see in theaters yeah but oh, d- so did it make its money back
1: uh it made 16.7 million so oh so it made it in money. the grain, yeah yeah that's green it made yeah. a profit yeah exactly I was not expecting a ten dollars budget.
0: Well, I think... Uh, I mean, that explains a lot because the sequels are definitely a downgrade in terms of some... Qual- well, there's no- less practical effects. There are still some when you have the big worm, but yeah. they eventually get to the point where they're no longer worms. They're kind of evolving into land-roaming creatures. Yeah. And those are mostly CG. Yeah. Especially when there's more than one of them on screen, and when you watch it now, you go, "Whoa, that CEG is obvious." Yeah, but it's still it's it's still enjoyable even then.
1: Yeah, and that's probably a lot of this bunch was on the cast. I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, nineteen
1: ninety Rebo was pretty big back then,
0: and Kevin Bacon was pretty, Kevin was, Bacon was making well blockbuster movies. Yeah, he was so. making blockbusters at that time,
1: and Fred Ward was probably pretty big at the time as well. I have to look back.
0: The one who played the little girl, is that the same girl from Jurassic Park?
1: The one that played the little girl?
0: The one that was on the pogo stick.
1: All right, that is Ariana Richards. Let's look at her filmography.
0: I'm fairly certain that's the same girl from Jurassic Park. It is. Do it. Here's a little fun fact. She went on to do some better movies. Well, well, movies that had a a lot bigger budget,
1: and she also played the same character in Tremors Three.
0: Yep. Oh, oh, oh! That was her uh, back when she oh, she. oh, so that was her when she got older and yeah, uh, was in there back when they had the uh, ass blasters. I think they called them the flying ones.
1: Yeah, the debut debut of uh, the ass blasters is Tremors Three.
0: I mean, if that title right there doesn't make you want to go and like check out this series, you have uh. You have uh, sh- shriekers, you have ass blasters, and you have the regular worms, graboids.
1: Graboids, yeah.
0: Those are what the main worms are called. They're called graboids because they grab you. Yeah, they will come out of the ground and grab you. So I think we've I think we've filleted this movie uh, quite a bit. So do you want to go ahead and go into kills? Kills or scenes? I'll say. Uh,
1: there's a lot of good scent kills um I'd probably go with the doctor and his wife because that's the first time you really see how much damage a graboid could do because mm-hmm. it it swallows her in the car so
0: that was going to be my pick but I'm gonna go on the flip side and show exactly how much damage a graboid can take and that's when he rams into Burt Gummer's armory and they just unload on that thing
1: Ah, that that is a great scene, too. They
0: unload so much firepower on this thing, and the thing that finally took it out was an elephant gun.
1: Yeah. Like, they are just unloading clips, and as soon as they're out dropping a gun, grabbing another one. And they do this, it's like a three- to four-minute scene of them just shooting the graboid,
0: And that's a lot of guns. When you see their wall of just guns, you're like, and they just pistol, pistol, pistol rifle, 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 and then flare gun, and yeah. then they, and then he just busts out this gigantic double-barreled elephant gun and it took a couple shots of that and then it finally went down. Yeah. And then he says uh, then Bert says something but he says uh, he yells at it after he kills it. He, I, I forget what he says. There's, Bert says so many quotable things in this thing.
1: Uh, yeah, all throughout the franchise he has a lot of good at these quirky one-liners. I will say that they definitely
0: play up his humor as the series goes on.
1: Yeah.
0: He's he's a little more serious in this one. He's still funny. He still has some funny lines here and there, but he gets funnier in the second and third as the movie, go, yeah. as the show goes on.
1: Uh, all right, let's go down to yeah. ratings. Ratings, all right.
0: All right, uh, technicals.
1: Technicals for me, I'd probably go, where we go about, We'll go with the six. You gonna go with the six? Yeah, because there are some scenes that made me go, "Oh, well, all right." Like
0: those effects didn't age well, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, like there's one scene, like during that where they're shooting the graboid, mm-hmm. and she shoots like the, uh, its extended tongue, mm-hmm. and the camera lings on it, and you could tell it was just something breaking into plaster. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, camera uh, ling down a little bit too long. I'm like, oh, that's not good.
0: There and and there are like when the little mini tentacle snake tongue things come out, you you know, you just look at those and you're like, that is obviously a puppet.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm still gonna give it a seven just because I'm that's heavily biased for me because I'm always gonna love those effects. Um, yeah. Plus, I did think that like the scene of the car going down into the ground was a good shot. Um, yeah. And I mean, and it's shot you know, well as, as well, you know, there's a lot of, uh, cameras that are, uh, you know, that opening scene from, uh, from, uh, evil dead where it's that, uh, f- through the forest shot, like first person thing through the woods. Yeah. Like, they have that, but it's on the ground, like from the point of view, you can't really see the point of view of the tremors cause it's just dirt, yeah. but, but you see it like on the ground of him moving and stuff like that. It's kind of that same, similar kind of shot. Uh, yeah. So, I'm going to give it a 7. It was, you know, I can understand you giving it a 6 for those effects, yeah. but, you know, it, it hits yeah. me a little bit better. All right. Story. Pretty it's a good fun story. story.
1: Yeah, it's a fun story.
0: It's a fun story. I mean, it is a basic creature feature of a town trunk. It is Jaws on land.
1: Yeah, but it is fun, so I'd probably give it an 8.
0: And as a concept for a creature, uh, it's pretty original.
1: Yeah, the story makes sense, easy to follow, and um, Tremors is an original creature. So
0: it's an original creature. At some point, they spend time trying to figure out where it's from, and then eventually they just go like, "Who fucking cares?" Who cares? Like we just, just gotta
1: kill these things. Yeah.
0: They say maybe it's an alien. Is way they say? Well, maybe it's been here since the Precambrian age, and then yeah. at,
1: then they're like, "Look, who cares? We
0: just need to get out of here." Yeah. Which is why you. Can keep making movies like that when you acknowledge, all right, we ain't gonna waste time figuring out where these things came from. It's just, hey, these creatures are what they are, and they're here to kill people. They're here
1: now, and they're killing people, so we gotta figure it out. All
0: right, it is exactly what it needs to be, and yes, I'm giving it an eight.
1: Okay, enjoyment. I'm a to stick at eight. I enjoy the hell out of this movie.
0: Uh, my, I'm, 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 I'm gonna go eight and a half. Okay, eight and a half for me, because it's one of those movies that when it's on, I'm watching it. And it, it, it it's not always foremost in my mind and for, and at the front. But when I hear about it, I'm always happy whenever I hear other people who yeah. know about it. So I'm giving that a good old eight and a half. I was debating if I wanted to give it a nine, but very few things are worthy of the nine, ten. But yeah. I'd say eight and a half is pretty fair for me.
1: All right. So overall, 22 out of 30 for me and then 23 and a half out of 30 for you. Yeah, great. Good, good movie. Uh, I I
0: very much enjoy like to put that into perspective a movie like Cabin in the Woods we gave what like 27 or 28 yeah but that has a bigger budget going for it and an original concept as well yeah. so
1: it's a good movie it's it, it age as well even though the effects don't age well you could still watch and enjoy it in this day so
0: I mean it's the same thing with like Star Wars if you go back and see some of the effects of the original Star Wars it's like if you're judging it by today's standards, it's like, Yeah. Eh, but, but you know, for... You
1: a know, movie that came yeah. out 33 years ago.
0: With a $10 million budget, which a lot of it probably went to the cast.
1: Yeah. yeah so it was a, a very fun watch. But will it be as good as our next one? What is our next one, Dave? All right. So I'm going to stay in the horror comedy well... But I'm gonna pick a much more recent one, one okay. that I know we both enjoy, and I'm gonna go with the menu.
0: Ah, the menu. Yes. Oh man, that that has become again over the past the past year. That that has become in my top uh, five of uh, movies that I've seen within this past year. Of-
1: I think it might be the best movie I've seen in the past twelve months. It you know,
0: we've we've uh, reviewed Anya Taylor Joy yeah. in uh last night in Soho. Uh yes. I'm glad to see her, you know, on the rise. Yeah. And for a movie that I thought was uh, you know, when I saw it, I was I just heard the concept of or I just saw the concept of Ray Fines as a as a uh like Gordon Ramsay type chef. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'll watch that just because I like Ray Fines. And I think Rafe Fines when you hear Ray Find you think Voldemort. But to me, that dude is friggin' hilarious. I've seen, you know, yeah. in, in Bruges, he
1: you know, dark comedies, he is hilarious. Yeah, and uh what was it? Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt, yeah. He's pretty good in this movie as well, so Yeah he's been That is what you guys have to look forward to. Yeah, so the, the menu. menu. Arguably yeah.
0: probably the Probably one of the higher rated movies that we've, we're have probably going to be reviewing this uh, season.
1: Like, I was torn in between two, and they both, kind of, they both actually start in a tale of joy, so... What was the other one? Uh, I was going to do The Witch.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that
1: one. But that one, one is a, an A24 slow burn movie, so... Which we've already, like... <laughs> it's one of those movies you got to be in the mood for, so, like... <laughs> we know my my deal with A24.
0: Yeah, but uh, you know, I'm, I might have to have us review the lighthouse at some point.
1: Oh God, I don't want to watch that again.
0: I might have to just give it another chance because I, I want to like it just because yeah. everybody else seems to. I feel like I'm missing out on something. Like, am I just like not seeing something? Yeah, like
1: are like, like, we're the only two that just don't get it? Like, just like, on us. Uh, like, like
0: I get it, but I don't get the hype as all. Like, I get the movie i get it but i don't yeah. get
1: the hype is all same as hereditary like people are like oh it's so scary i'm like if you say so where <laughs> where is the scares here like
0: if uh, and i and I, just just because we're throwing in movies that we think everybody i'll say the babadook as well for me
1: i think it's just the kid acting takes me out of that movie
0: i don't know it's been a couple years since i've seen the babadook i love the way the babadook looks as a creature and i yeah. love and i love the like story tell it the way it looks like a a, a out of a f- fairy tale grim adventure kind of thing
1: yeah and being a metaphor for great like i understand it i just
0: yes the metaphor <laughs> like same thing with lighthouse the metaphors and allegories are it's yes i understand it completely <laughs> but yeah it's just uh again just just not my thing yeah but yeah, good. Thank you. Thank you for giving me an excuse to watch the menu again.
1: All right.
0: So if if you can't already tell, we're probably gonna score this fairly high. Yeah. But um, thanks again for sticking with us. And go watch Tremors. <laughs> Pay your respects to Burt Gummer.
1: Yeah, everyone, just go watch Tremors. It's weird. It's like an hour and a half long. It's worth it. All right. Have a good week, everybody. See ya. Peace.
0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Body Bag Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a comment as to what you'd like to hear us review or any horror movie topics you'd like to hear us rant and rave about.
1: And while you're at it, you can find us on Twitter at Bodybagpod Pod and on Instagram at Body Bag Podcast.
0: Thanks, and we'll see you next time.